0: Eco, Freacon. eco 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 Hello and welcome to the first episode of Eco Freacon. I'm your host Jess, and I am honoured this episode to be joined by Terry Cook, who is a great friend of mine I've known for years, and he recently became vegan in the last year. He is a great example of how you can make a change at any point in your life and it's never too late to do that, as he only became vegan in the last year. So this is amazing for him and I'm so excited to find out more about how he went on that journey and what made him decide to go vegan and also about how his confidence came into play in the different reasons that you might think twice about becoming vegan or even trying it so it is a really interesting insight from Terry about how this works and also some tips and tricks for the listeners on how you can be involved in little things that you can do. So I hope you feel inspired by this episode and I'm super excited for you to listen so without further ado let's get into it. So for my first episode of Eco Freeco, I have the honor of being joined by the podcast master, which is Terry Cook, who will be going through his journey into veganism with us from the initial beginnings of deciding to change from a carnivorous diet to a vegan diet to how he feels his diet affects his day to day life and in turn how that affects the planet. That's it. That's what we wanted to learn about today. So, welcome Terry, how are you?
1: Hi Jessica, I am awesome, how are you today?
0: I am also great, I'm very, very excited to have a conversation with you.
1: I'm delighted to be on the show, I'm delighted to be your first guest, it's an absolute honour.
0: Oh, how the tables have turned.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just a wee bit.
0: Um, So, I feel like it's easier to start off the conversation by asking you, how long have you been vegan for?
1: Just over a year, so it was July, um, what year now, 2021, so July 2020.
0: Okay, so, yeah, just over, and how, what was the main catalyst that decided for you to be
1: vegan It's a good question because it wasn't the main catalyst. Um, It was, I literally, I mean, there's a bit more backstory to it, but I woke up on a Sunday morning and I decided I'm going to go vegan now. Oh no, I said, I'm going to go vegan tomorrow. Starting Monday, I'm going to go vegan. I thought I'll eat all the meat today. And then I kind of went, no, because the reason I want to go vegan is because I don't want to eat all the meat. So I'm just going to start today. Okay. And then I went vegan on that that Sunday. So there were I, I I don't know what the original catalyst was. I don't know what the thing that just tipped me over the edge was. But it building up for years before that, I think I'd spoken to you about it. I'd kind of tiptoed around the conversation with other people and, and dabbled with it slightly like meat-free Mondays and that sort of stuff. But um, but yeah, that was there was no final catalyst, if you like. And I, I don't know what did it, but I woke up the Sunday morning and decided to go vegan.
0: So, would you say that it was after umming and ahhing about it for a while that you just needed that boost to make you go ahead and do it?
1: Um, I'm not, I think it was confidence with me. I think it was confidence, and I can look right back to when I was a, a kid. Uh, I was sat around dining room table, and I can remember my mum in particular always told me. Terry could never be vegetarian, but my sister Gemma could easily go vegetarian. And I think that that ingrained in me a little bit that I always need to eat meat. You know, it was kind of ingrained in me a little bit. And I've joked for years about going vegan. And I would say silly things like I'm vegan in between meals and and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, I used to I remember saying to my wife that um, I was considering going vegan or I'm going to eat less meat. But I never had the the confidence to say that I was doing it because of the animals, essentially. I'd always say, oh, it's because I feel like I need to eat more veg, so I'm going to eat less meat. So I it's something I spoke about for ages, but never actually did. And I think that there was embarrassment. You know, vegans do have a certain reputation. And there was embarrassment of me almost coming out and saying I'm vegan. There was it. Uh, a, a concern over the conversations that I was going to have to have with my family that I've then since had and, and one that sticks in my head massively actually was this was before I was vegan when I was joking about being vegan I went to my sister's barbecue and actually she got me some vegan burgers which is very nice of her for this barbecue and people were taking their piss somewhat chronic Army, me and this was before I was even vegan and this was the thing that was that was put me off so I think Maybe the thing that built up to to let me do it was I'd been working on my sort of confidence elsewhere, confidence in my business and promoting my business and and getting out there and sort of doing Facebook Lives and stuff. So I was getting more confident as a person. And I think it just clicked. It's like I'm confident in these areas, so I can be confident enough to say I don't want to torture and slaughter animals anymore.
0: Mm -hmm. Like it does really say a lot for society that you literally need to – um back yourself up give yourself ammunition ammunition against anyone who's got anything negative to say about veganism and that you sort of worry about that onslaught that you might get because I know what it's like especially social media if you outwardly say to a group who aren't vegan or haven't considered it that you are that you will get some backlash for that and I know you have to be in a certain mindset to be able to to fight that off because I a lot I I stopped using Facebook for a long time because I find it very triggering how people could be quite narrow-minded and quite savage in a way just because like they were offended by you being vegan I mean I know I've seen like for example McDonald's have introduced the plant burger and I got tagged in it by one of my friends on Instagram post and then all the people like why would they want to eat in McDonald's they're not welcome here like they Like, they should go eat some meat. And the people that were so offended by the fact that there was another alternative for people who didn't want to eat meat was just ridiculous. I I couldn't believe that people were so offended by it. Whereas, for as a vegan, I don't go and give any kind of grief to people through their diet choices. Like, surely, like you say, you don't want to slaughter and torture animals anymore. We should be the ones that are more offended and more going in on them but vegans get that reputation that they are more like like activists and shoving it down people's throats but really sometimes it's the other way around so it's interesting that you were so concerned about the opinions of others that influenced your decision to put that off for so long so do you feel like now you've come to terms with people's opinions and views about your diet
1: Largely. Um, and I think like I said, that was one of the big things that, that allowed me to come become vegan because I'd stopped caring about other people's opinions as much. Um I, so I think I've largely just accepted it. And and you know, being completely honest, I think it comes from both sides. Because I, I live with my wife and stepson, both of whom are meat eaters, both of whom have dairy. And I've got some stick from vegans saying that I can't be a real vegan because I live with a meat eater. Um, and then I get stick from non-vegans the uh, uh you know, like you said um put the post on Facebook once and it was it was literally a post about the burgers I made it wasn't even a vegan post it was a post about I made these awesome burgers on oh, by the way, they're vegan something like that and the first comment was about um you know uh, eating grass and how we shouldn't eat grass because grass has feelings too or whatever the, the stupid comment was and it's like I think I'm just gonna have to accept this, you know, and these people are entitled to their opinions um it'll depend on what frame of mind I'm in now as to what I do online and that's not just for the, the vegan stuff it's for anything you know if I if I'm putting a post up that I think is relatively controversial if I'm not in the right mindset I'm not putting that post up because I don't yeah. want to deal with that shit but when I've got the right frame of mind which to be fair is probably five or six days out of seven I don't care you comment mm-hmm. negatively on my post I'm probably just going to reply with thanks for your feedback yeah. and um so, yeah, I think that I'm in a good place for that. And I think that there's probably more people than just me that worry worry about that and maybe don't even realise they're worrying about it and hide from the fact that, that, you know, I mentioned about having the mix taken about I at mean, that barbecue that time. One, I'm not going to mention the name, but one person that said it, said, oh, is it because you, you found a little piggy that you like? I'm like, yeah, all of them. I like all of the pigs. I don't want to any of them. Yeah, it was we like that was
0: out our favorite pig, like babe.
1: Yeah, I think that might have been the turning point, actually. So, um, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in a better place. And I, I think that it, the question I don't like being asked above anything else is, Why are you vegan? or What made you go vegan? And I don't take offense at the question by any stretch, it's just that I know that my answer is going to usually provoke a response from them because my honest answer is. I don't want to torture and slaughter animals anymore. That's my honest answer.
0: You, so if no someone should asks, be ashamed of that answer, that is like no. a legitimate, Like, but people are offended, like as if you're they go in the defense.
1: Well, the problem is, and this I understand this completely. I do get it. But if 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 a meteor or whatever asks me that, and I say because I don't want to torture and slaughter animals anymore, what I'm essentially saying is, you torture and slaughter animals, yeah, exactly, and. That's throwing it in their face. And and I make sure I don't say that. I reflect it on me. I don't want to do this anymore. But because I'm saying that, it provokes that reaction from them and then gets them on the defensive. But that's my honest reaction. And it's not aimed at a criticism of them. You know, I'm not I'm not an activist. I'm really not. I, I might be at some point, you know. I'm still learning, I'm still getting better. But at the minute, I'm not, and I'm not going to criticize anyone else's lifestyle choices because it took me 38 years to go vegan. So, yeah. if it takes someone else 46, who am I to criticize that person?
0: Yeah, exactly. But it, it's just interesting how people can react to things and like how you get that point across them as well. Like, especially when you say things like, uh, they say, oh, well, grass has feelings too. But then if you actually break it down, which I think, it's always good to have that ammunition when you are faced with these scenarios that the grass is being eaten by the cow that you're eating. So whether you're the one eating this grass that has feelings, apparently the cow's eating it. So is that not the same difference?
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think I tend to go with, I like, now I don't eat anything with a personality, you know, that, that's it. If you've got a personality, I'm not eating you. So I think you're safe. Just... Okay.
0: <laughs> Oh, thank you. That's so kind. <laughs> Although a lie, um, but yeah, I think it's just it's really interesting. So obviously, well, we're searching for this podcast. I was really interested to find out about how the farm life of animals weighs up in terms of humans, um, because when looking into a plant based diet, a lot of people now don't just do it because of the animals; they do it because of the planet, and it does make such a difference and that is one of the things i wanted to talk about in today's episode because i i want to make this series based on making your life a bit more sustainable not 100 being a plant having a plant-based diet but having like you say meat-free mondays like every day that you have a vegan diet you are saving an animal's life like it might seem extreme like well i don't eat a cow every day but animals that are killed as a byproduct of the dairy industry the egg industry like it all adds up. Um, so it is, it does make a huge difference. So I also, one of the like facts that really blew me away when I was researching was that, so in the UK, I suppose there's about seven, 70 million people, seven, 70 billion?
1: No, it's not 70 billion, that's oh, yeah. a lot. 70 million, I mean, yeah, like... I think just, I think it's 68, but yeah, it's around that number.
0: Our concept of billions and millions is just out there. But so the fact was, if the UK population was killed at the same rate as how farm animals are killed across the world to feed us, the whole of the UK population would be gone in 11 hours. So that's 70 million or between 68, 70 million being killed in 11 hours to feed. So if you put that into perspective the animals on the planet for farming outweighs the humans on the planet. So why do we need all of this, this life to be slaughtered, to be ex- like too much than we need to eat to keep us sustained and alive? We could just minimize that by having a plant-based diet because, and also in the lines to that, 60% of the mammal species on the planet is farm animals. So, we are 38, 36%, and 4% is wild animals. So, like your t- tigers, your bears, your birds, it's only 4%. And that was from February 2021. So, that is really recent. And it just blows my mind that how can 60% of farm animals be for 36% of the human population? So, cool.
1: I think it goes back to what you were saying as well about uh, sort of the meat-free Mondays and not necessarily having to be completely plant-based. And yes, you know, I'm sure you share the same opinion as me. It would be wonderful if everyone was just plant-based and didn't eat animal products. But the reason why there's more and more of the, um, the vegan products on the market now is because of the amount of people having meat-free Mondays and, um, you know, veganuary and stuff like that because there's more people choosing that there's a bigger demand for it. It's not because of the amount of vegans, it's because of the amount of people choosing these alternatives. So mm. I think that that's a way to start. I think, you know, if someone had come to me when I was 20 and said, our bar, Terry, we do a day a week where we don't have meat or dairy, I'd probably been up for that. I could have done that without the embarrassment, without, like I said, the confidence thing. But it took until I was 38 for me to finally kind of go, right now I'm doing it. And I think that everyone's different, clearly. But I think if everyone just started doing something and yeah, you hear stories of people that are over top and they're like, right, okay, so if you're going vegan, I'm going to have an extra steak every day to come you know and it's like oh <laughs> screw you not we can't do it about those people no, the, the they actually give it to us the people that we can affect, the people we could encourage. It's like even in my household um, the, the, it's, a, it's a little one but vegan magnums. We we always used to get normal magnums. We now get vegan magnums, and the wife and steps are happy having those. Yeah, so it's only a small change, but it's a change.
0: Yeah, it just takes a small change. Like even before I was vegan, I was using. I didn't like cow's milk, and I wish to be fair that my mum had been more susceptible and realised there was more alternatives out there than cow's milk because I absolutely hated it. Like I'd have it on my cereal. I'd never. I'd like just use it to wet my cereal never had the milk left that um it always made me feel a bit funny because there's so many chemicals in it and like if I'd have known sooner I would have changed that from a diet completely and I do prefer like oat milk as an alternative now um but I do think like it is to do with the consumer like they say like oh well can you really be a proper vegan if you shop in a supermarket that sells meat but like you say if you're as a consumer it is so easy to influence the change because if you are going and buying meat free stuff everyone other people are and you can see like even from when I started nearly two years ago the sections of the supermarket have grown like double so like there's like two fridge sections in Tesco there's a bit massive freezer section that's nearly half an aisle now and there's like so many I think you'll you'll have noticed this too so many vegan pizzas now but Like different brands have brought them out and and they want to try them all (laughs) so it's like and these are big chains that would normally make meat ones but they're like oh we need to have an option for the vegans as well because they're buying it um and it was the one of the facts that i did find was um that the vegan the global vegan meat market is expected to be worth 8.3 billion by 2025 so it's gone up so much that and even a quarter of the UK population is going to be vegan by twenty twenty
1: five. To be fair though, you don't want to say million and billion, so that don't mean all for you.
0: Well, these I've written <laughs> this down, so I know that eight point three billion. In terms of, if I'm like, oh, there's only seventeen million people. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you, again, you make a really good point about this this idea of are you a real vegan if, but. I would be tempted to argue the point that someone that goes to Gre- a vegan that goes to Greg's is potentially a better vegan than someone that doesn't, because as you were saying, because of that person going to Greg's or Domino's or, you know, other places to buy food are available, um, because of that person, there's now products in there that meat eaters are now trying, which is reduced yeah. the amount of meat consumption. So you could argue that, and I'm not saying this is a case, I'm saying you could argue that by vegans going to these places is actually encouraging more people to go vegan or at least try vegan so yeah
0: yeah it is definitely like helping the bigger companies realize that they need to offer more options that um even like you say a meat eater might just want to try a different option today or they want to cut down on the meat consumption because one of the biggest contributors to obesity is eating red meat and not eating enough veg and fruit so even just making a small health change, not necessarily for the planet, not necessarily for animals. Is, is I mean, at the end of the day, we do a lot of this stuff is to benefit ourselves. Even if it is for the planet, we're thinking ahead, like this would make me feel good for doing this. Yeah. So it's all a contributing factor. And there's just so many... For me, there's a lot of reasons why you would want to do it, but I also understand people that don't get
1: it. Well, see, this is one of the reasons why why I love the, the premise and the concept of this podcast is because I don't get the environment stuff. I, for, for 38 years, I've had my head buried in the sand. That's why it took me that long to go vegan. You mentioned cow milk before. Now, when I look at drinking milk or like putting milk in my tea, if I think about cow milk, it genuinely repulses me because I'm thinking I don't know where that's been. I don't want that. But previously, <laughs> of course I knew where it had been but I just didn't think about it because mm-hmm. you turn your head away from it because it's easier. Yeah. And so it was only when I started drip feeding myself this stuff and, and allowing my eyes to be open to it, that that's what eventually persuaded me to be a vegan. It's like the stuff with the environment now, I'm only just starting to open my eyes to this. And mm-hmm. I think, like I said, that's what's great about this podcast is that you're not coming out and saying, right, you have to do all of this stuff now, because I think that's too daunting for people. Mm-hmm. Yes. The world leaders need to do that crap, and unfortunately they're not. But what you can do is exactly what you're doing and just throw people some ideas. Try this, try this, do this one thing. Do this this week, do this next week. And I think, you know, not everyone can change overnight, and there's been times I've struggled by changing overnight. Probably wasn't the best of ideas looking back, but everyone can change or make changes. Yeah,
0: it's definitely a very progressive thing you've got to have that attitude that you want to do something but you're not going to overwhelm yourself with it like you said like you might make mistakes you might buy some like I know recently I've I've bought something and just forgot to check for the dreaded milk powder which likes to crop up in things without you realizing and then you've eaten it and then I'm like well I can't finish that now now that I know that's it for me but um yeah I felt like it's really it's a good way to get people interested in the and thinking about it like I know you said about the cow's milk and like for, like you say it is just like why would you why would you drink that but there was recently a conversation I had with someone that I work with and I was I was getting the oat milk like the started ordering it into the office and I was like so excited that that was an option now and um it makes sometimes like if you have a tea like you know it can be a weird color so this guy walks past me, was like oh what have you got in that and I was like oat milk and he's like oat milk he's like you think that's so weird and I'm, and he's like the way like how do they even get milk out of oats like they put it in water like oh it's weird I don't know if I I don't know how I feel about it and I'm like but you drink cow's milk and he's like yeah and I'm like well does that not seem weird to you and he literally was like oh I don't think I can get into this oat milk thing and that was it for him and I was like why could adding water to oats be freaking you out and milking a cow is totally normal. Like, people's perception of normal is just because they've never known any different and they don't want to open their eyes to that idea sometimes.
1: I think it was the old Billy Connolly joke. Who discovered milking cows and what did they think they were doing at the time? <laughs> um, but the, the best one I found, actually, is the the pea milk. Uh, I, I tried that and that seems absolutely perfect, didn't he? It looks horrible. Yeah, but it tastes really, really good, didn't he? I like that.
0: Is it the Mighty Pea? Yes. That one. I mean, I've, I found it a bit watery. It's not my favourite. I like a creamy hot drink.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not the, the biggest fan of the milk itself when I tried it in the brew. I really like that one. So as, as a question to you then, if you don't mind me asking you a question.
0: Oh, what? the tables are turning the again. The tables
1: have turned. It Terry.
0: What?
1: <laughs> what? What would you say to anyone that was considering going vegan? What, whether they were just thinking about diving head first or whether they were thinking of going step by step, what would be your advice? Be to the, what would your advice have been to me when I first went vegan?
0: I think, like you said, find it like, but you're not sure about going vegan. I think finding your why really does help because it's sort of like making a New Year's resolution. If you don't have a reason to do that resolution, you won't stick to it. And finding a way to not overwhelm yourself in it. Because obviously like I had gone from being vegetarian to being vegan, so it was literally, I adored cheese, finding a way to cut out cheese was like a big thing, chocolate, a big thing. But I think that the best advice is whatever diet that you accept and if you just make that into a habit, you forget about things like that. Like, instead, you just find a replacement. Like, so for chocolate, I eat sweets instead that are vegan or cheese like I've just I found some good ones like to be fair Papa John's their cheese they put on their pizza is amazing there are some out there it's just having the patience and the dedication to take time to look for them and in that sense I've become such a better chef at home because I've had to like branch out find things that have more protein in like pulses lentils beans um to make my diet more varied and as a result like when I go home and my mum's cooking I'm like you don't your diet's so dull and I'm the one that's got the limited diet of being a vegan and I seem to have a better health option there
1: I love that you referred to being a chef rather than being a cook (laughs) genuinely like that
0: self-proclaimed chef I think you're right (laughs)
1: well A fact (laughs) definitely a fact um no I I like the way you phrase that as well in um you were talking about what to have rather than what not to have because to me I think it's the framing of it you know probably something that put me off as well is and you've heard me say a few times is stopping eating meat that's the negative you know that's the big that's to me that was a scary thing if I don't I'm not eating meat what am I having you know and for me it'll be don't stop eating meat just eat other things instead hmm. so rather than having that mindset of I can't eat meat have the mindset of what can I have and start exploring and whether that's even if it's alternative meats or whether you know the you know the the meat-free meats you can get however it's like you said um, uh pulses and beans and stuff or whatever just experiment and play around with them and and it's like anything, I suppose. You don't give up after the first attempt. That's saw a brilliant post by on a a comment by someone the other day on, on Facebook. I had a vegan cheese two years ago and didn't like it. I'll never try it again. A vegan cheese two years ago. And now you can never eat any type of vegan cheese again. Brilliant.
0: Or vegan food, period. Oh
1: I think I think it was just cheese, but I don't know. Like, it might have been everything, but it wouldn't surprise me.
0: I mean, vegan cheese does have a bad rep. I knew, I do recall, like, some of the packaging says on the front, it melts. Like, this is something to be wowed by because it's so red.
1: <laughs>
0: but there are good... I mean, yeah, like I say, it takes trial and error to find the ones you like. I mean, I was obsessed with halloumi and managed to find a good replica in Tesco, which satisfies my needs. But definitely having to, like go in there and try things out, not just to rule it out in the first instance, because I know some people don't understand the meat alternative route, but as a vegan, you're not offended by what meat looks like. You're offended by what it's made of. So I still would have a sausage or I still would have a burger, but I'm glad it's made of a plant.
1: See, that that froze me as well, because to me, it seems obvious. You know, you get the question of why do vegans want the meat to look like, uh, the non-meat to look like meat? I'm like because that's what we're used to that you know if you just make it in the shape of a random horrible looking thing that doesn't look a at all I'm not going to want it but if you make it look like a beef burger well mm. I've eaten them for 38 years of course I want it you know it's yeah. like you, you're not trying like you say you're not trying to shy away from it you just you don't want to make stuff you don't want it's-
0: and these are like the easy meals, so like you need like a, a quick go-to chuck in the oven meal every now and again.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But I did. I remember when I did hear that. I saw a comment like in retaliation saying, "Well, why don't you make your meat look like meat then? Like if we're you're saying we're making our vegetables look like meat, why don't you make your meat look like meat? Because it.
1: Yeah,
0: like it's disassociation. Like people don't want to think all well, this used to be alive, so it looks nothing like what it what it did
1: exactly and and you know the the i mentioned before about the cow's milk the packaging on the on the and it, you know you get a carton of milk the packaging it's always a smiley cow you go get a packet of bacon it's a happy looking pig i'm pretty sure the pig's not happy fairly confident but it's, it's that and again i'm not blaming anyone for this because i did it for 38 years it's it's mm. it's how we raised it's how we're born it's how it's the things that's, that's put into our brain and and for anyone to 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 completely overhaul their lifestyle, and that's what you do when you go vegan. There's no getting away from that. To completely change your lifestyle is is a big thing. And you, I I would never blame anyone for not going vegan. Never. What I dislike is the people that 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 criticise the people that that go vegan. You know, it's like, well, I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to not slaughter and torture animals. Thank you very much. That's my choice. <laughs>
0: So before you referred to like vegans having sort of a reputation and that you were worried what people would think because they might put you into that stereotype. So how do you feel now on the other side that you have took that diet change? Do you still think, do you think vegans could just be like everyone else?
1: Yeah, of course I can. Um, I, I think, I generally think there's three types of vegans. There's People that you don't know are vegan because they don't talk about it. And despite the old joke, you know, how do you know if someone's vegan? Well, they'll tell you within two minutes. You know, there's a bit of truth in that, and I can come back to that. But no. <laughs> there are some vegans that just don't talk about it. They just have a vegan diet. They don't make a song or dance about it. There's, there's others that are very extreme and will just... And I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way, but the ones that will tell me I can't be vegan because my wife eats meat or, or haven't got rid of all my woolen clothes since I'm going vegan, you know. Well, fine, you're entitled to that opinion, just don't bitch at me. And then you've got the other ones that are vegan, but talk about it and in the same way that before I was vegan, I would you probably notice that burgers are my favourite thing. So the thing I keep referring to. So before I was vegan, I would always post pictures of my burgers. Like, Look how awesome this burger is. Well, since being vegan, I've continued to post pictures about my burgers. It's just they're not meat burgers anymore. They're vegan burgers. Yeah. And, But it's, it's interesting the people that take offence at that. And like I say, some of them are vegan. Some of them are meat eaters. And I'm like, well, can't do right for doing wrong here. But mm-hmm.
0: You can't please uh, everyone no matter no, what you do.
1: No, I'm, I'm pleasing myself and the animals.
0: And that's the main thing. I think it's just a matter of like taking ownership of the decisions that you make. And if you're happy to go about that diet, then it does, other people's opinions just are irrelevant. Yeah.
1: And I think that I mentioned that sort of the how can you tell when someone's vegan, they'll tell you in two minutes. It's like I've had that a lot. And I find myself telling people I'm vegan a lot. And at first I thought, oh God, am I that stereotype vegan? I thought, no, it's not. The reason I'm telling people I'm vegan is I don't want me to offer one of them crisps. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to offer me this type of drink because I can't have it. I've, or if they offer me, I've then got to tell them no because of mm-hmm. this. It, it's not because we're necessary. I mean, I'm sure some people are preachy, but it's not necessarily because you're being preachy. It's because, I'm sorry, I can't eat that steak. Mm-hmm. You know, if you invite me around to your house for tea... I'm going to tell you I'm vegan before I come <laughs> because I don't want to turn up. A bit and you have to, yeah, it's spag Oh, sorry. Cut me something new. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. So I, I think that that's underestimated. Although I, I did see a brilliant post uh, by someone who's not a vegan and it made me chuckle because it's true. It said, um, I forget the whole post, but one of it was certain people we should avoid. And one of them was a, new, a brand new vegan. And I thought, yeah, that's true. Because generally, I think when people go vegan, for that's first three month, it's like you get excited because there's all this stuff. So you talk about all this exciting stuff and then you find yourself getting a bit preachy because, oh, well, I'm not eating meat and you are. So I think the brand new vegans are a bit like that. But that's like anyone with a shiny new toy. You know, if you've got to a Porsche tomorrow, guess what you're doing? You're showing off that Porsche. You know, whatever new thing you've got, you show it off. But I think after that initial period, I think most people just settle down to eating even- mm-hmm normally for them and not bang on about it but you are allowed to tell people i'm having this meal and there's no meeting it there's nothing wrong with that in the same way someone might say i've got a beef burger
0: yeah i i know i always well i mean i still do if i go into a shop and they've got a new little range out i'm like oh what i need to tell everyone about this i'll be videoing the shelves i'll be putting it on my star and i'll be like guys have you seen what's in this shop because it's made it because I've, i think especially like if we've not had something for so long, like a certain kind of cream or yogurt or whatever, dessert, especially dessert, then I have to share it with the world how excited I am that I've got this new thing to try. And, and then it's also a record for me that I know it was there and I know that I want it. But I think as well in terms of like telling people about my diet, if that I am vegan, it's like now on a need to know basis, like you said. Because I'm also conscious of being a preachy vegan. Like I don't want to come across that way but then if if it comes up in that conversation and you can like explain it in a more level-headed way and then maybe make people sort of take a step back and think oh yeah they made some valid points it's not that unreasonable to have that diet which is the approach I'd rather have
1: yeah uh, i think it's the expectation of a lot of people sometimes so you know i was talking to my mum a couple of days ago about christmas cuz um I was in self isolation last Christmas, so this will be my first Christmas as a vegan, if you like. Yeah. And I to our mum for Christmas dinner, and uh, I'm like, "Well, I'll uh, I'll bring some of my old stuff to mum." She's like, "Well, why?" I'm like, "Well, I won't be eating your turkey, and I won't be eating this." And then she's like, "Oh, well, you can have great I'm like, "Can't I have your gravy." Like, uh, can I have your-? no, I can't have your puddings I just <laughs> you know? don't get
0: it.
1: Yeah, I and- mean,
0: I've had this all my life. So I've been veggie since I was nine. And one of the first questions, well, it doesn't happen as much anymore, was, what do you have for your Christmas dinner? And I'm like, oh, for that one meal a year, what can I possibly have? Like, I mix it up. I've had pie before. I've had, I've had like, different nut roasts. And then all the vegetables, surprisingly, are vegan. Did you know?
1: Unfortunately, I don't like many vegetables, which is a, is a downside <laughs> to being vegan.
0: That does, that does not work in your favour. No. Um, but, yeah, it's just... People just don't really understand, like you say, yotch puddings. I do miss yotch puddings, but no one's going to make them in a vegan way. It's too much effort. Just for the well, sake of out-
1: person. There is some out there. There's there's an outlet in York that I ordered some from that were really nice.
0: Oh, I think you told me about it, actually.
1: I'll, I'll dig you a link and I'll send it. You can put it in the show notes, yes.
0: Show notes. We're going to have vegan yacht puddings, everybody. I know that's what you're asking for. Um, and
1: also,
0: up. Tesco, Do I saw... A cranberry and Wellington roast and a nut roast in the frozen section. So, not even a big challenge, easier than cooking a turkey anyway. Wine it in the oven, done. So, basically, we're just making everyone's life easier. Thank you.
1: (laughs) I'd say so. I mean, I still envision me turning up to Christmas dinner with like six different bowls for me, (laughs) random stuff, and then everyone else eating that as well because generally it's really nice.
0: Enlighten them. And they will they will be impressed, I think. And you're like, why did I even come here? I could have just I just made my own dinner.
1: <laughs> Essentially. Now, now, as much as I say I don't like people asking me why I'm vegan, I think one of my favorite questions is when people phrase it differently and they say, I don't take offense. I I hope you not I hope you don't mind me asking this, but I'm interested, why are you vegan? I think that's a different question because that's when people are, you know, genuinely interested. It's a conversation. Yes, and that's where we have that conversation. And that's when they start realising, oh, so I can have all this stuff and, and this isn't vegan and why isn't this vegan and why is this vegan and stuff like that. Although, you know, I think you've touched on this before, I'm not perfect, you know, I've told you this before, but there's times that I've gone in the kitchen and the stepson's eating his pepperoni pizza without thinking, I've taken a bite because that's what I would do for a habit would always do it through habit and there was one time in particular where I've taken a bite out of his pizza and I'm chewing it and I've kind of froze because I've realized I'm chewing a pepperoni pizza do I spit this out do I finish what's the protocol here no one's told me this because now if I spit it out it's wasted so the animals died for nothing but I don't want to eat it. Well, that that was a (laughs) tough decision. There was like a, for about 30 seconds, I'm just frozen on the spot, trying to work out what to do. And like you said, it's it's forgetting to check stuff because I'm not used to just going in and grabbing anything. I think there's been a few times over the past year where I've got vegetarian uh, rather than vegan through. I did have a bad spell for about a month, a couple of months ago when I had a lot of personal stress where I didn't eat meat and I didn't specifically choose dairy, but there were a couple of times I chose a vegetarian option. And I felt like, on a personal level, I needed that because of everything else that was going on. I, I didn't want more restrictions. But even then, when I kind of allowed myself that, it might have been two vegetarian things in the space of a couple of weeks. It wasn't like I was eating loads. And then it was like, I'm all right. I can do it. Go back to how you were. Um, so a bit of a tangent there, but but yeah.
0: I was going to make a point of before like we we're saying it doesn't make you don't have to go vegan, you don't have to go 100% in but if you want to try that diet and if you divert from that sometimes with any diet that is the best thing to do because if you feel restrained and restricted you're only going to break it sooner and never go back so if you like let yourself off like the amount of times I've been craving dairy milk but I haven't caved yet but then one day that could break me and I could be like, well, I need my dairy milk in my life again. I'm going to have to eat it.
1: But I yeah. think if you
0: like, give yourself those little moments of, especially like you say, if it's a convenience thing, because I know I've said I've not travelled abroad since I've become vegan. I'm like, well, what if I go somewhere where there's literally nothing I can have? What do I do?
1: Yeah. And I, I think it's right. Uh, I <laughs> For the podcast I do, I had a lady called uh, Jessinia So Sokobom, and uh, I always ask a question at the end of the podcast, uh, seven quick five questions. One of them is, would you consider going vegan? But she is vegan, so I phrased it differently. I said, would you ever consider not being vegan? And immediately, without a hesitation, she went, yeah, I'd consider a meat again. And it kind of blew my mind, because I was very stringent at that point on not doing it. And she's like, I'm not going to eat meat again, but I'm not ruling it out, because... I'm not close-minded if something changed where I felt this is going to be more benefit than negative then I would change and I thought that's a really good way of looking at it in that you know we have eaten meat for centuries we don't need to anymore but we have done for centuries so no by not ruling it out just choosing to eat something else is almost not giving yourself a restriction you're choosing to eat this other stuff rather than ruling out meat and taking away the restriction. And I always find because there've been a couple of times when I've gone to myself, you know what? Screw it. This is hard. I'm not going vegan this week. But then continue to be vegan. And I've not found it hard because all of a sudden I said, I can eat meat and then just don't want to. Which is just a different, different way of looking at it.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important to bring home the fact that you are the one putting that decision on your head like no one else is making you do that it's the same with anything if you want to go to the gym no one will walk you to the gym and put you in there and make you work out only you can take yourself into that gym and it's the same with no one can force feed you vegan food like if you want to eat it it's there if you don't then you don't and that, that does take a lot of the pressure off it's definitely a personal dialogue if you want to go down that road or not
1: my um our stepson was once telling me that he'll never eat vegan food while he was eating an apple, <laughs> and it was the greatest thing ever when I got to tell him when you realize that apples vegan, I just kind of stopped mid bite and looked at it and then walked off. He didn't know how to respond to me, which is brilliant.
0: Oh, I love those small wins!
1: <laughs> it's the only time I've ever got one over on him. So.
0: Oh, I mean, you used to try harder, don't you? Really,
1: he's very quick witted. I'm not
0: so. I don't know if I like it, gave you the heads up, but. With my podcast being about sustainability and being more eco, eco environmentally friendly, eco, yeah, hard tongue twister. Um, I wanted to see if you had any one tip that our listeners could take away for this week that they could implement easily into their lives. It, it is sustainable and eco. Um,
1: something you, that you me, might do. Yeah, you didn't give me a heads up, so no. Um, the. Uh, do you know what? This is it's it's only a little one, but it's something I've started doing more recently. And it's really, really obvious. And it's because I because my job entails me to eat out of the house. You know, I don't work in an office, I deliver driving lessons. So in between lessons, that's when I'll I'll eat my lunch and stuff. Well, I always used to buy lunch out, and i you know, I'd get the vegan option, you know, Tesco's or whatever. But with that, you're getting the the packaging that goes with it. And just uh, something I read somewhere, is like, just take your own sandwiches. You're not using a cardboard, you're not using a plastic, take your own water, take your own bottled water, you know, that 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 kind of stuff. And, and I just find that, I found that really beneficial. And while I'm not perfect at it, because it involves work, i.e. making your own food, but I enjoy my lunch more when I've made my own lunch, whether mm-hmm. it's sandwiches or whether it's like rice and peas and sweet corn and beetroot or whatever, whatever it is, it's always nicer than the crap that I buy while I'm out. Mm. And, and I can get the quantity right as well, rather than getting somewhat small and being hungry afterwards to buying something else. And then, like I say, on, the, on the, the sort of even more plus side is you're not using that packaging. So I think that's the one tip that I've taken on board recently, kind of in my first step towards being more eco Um, <laughs> is just making my own food more rather than buying pre-packaged stuff.
0: See, you found it easy to get your eco-freak on there, Terry. And as a result, you're saving money on meal deals, you're saving packaging, and you're more full after. So that's three small wins just there.
1: And you only asked for one. That, that's that's how good I am.
0: I only asked for one. So the, today, this week's tip is make your own lunches. And it yes. also is good for the week to meal plan anyway meal plan make sure you've got everything in so then you're not having to make all those trips saving fuel
1: yeah um and i also found that by buying sort of friendly because because we may be out i go to supermarket quite a bit anyway you know between lessons and whatnot so i find that buying my stuff for the meal that i'm making on the day or like for the next couple of days rather than doing a weekly shop because you do your weekly shop i always find that all throwing stuff away or mm. you know stuff that's not getting used or or you know, but now there's nothing being thrown away because I'm getting the things, the exact things that I need, which is quite good. So that's wastage as well. So so four wins.
0: Oh, do the winds just keep on coming and I'm here yeah. for it. I've had a lovely time talking to you today, Terry, about your vegan journey. And I think we've learnt a lot as well about how how we are in certain situations. How being vegan isn't as daunting as people might think. And maybe you found your why, Terry, today, which means a lot.
1: Yeah, I've found several whys. And um, just just don't be a dick about stuff and everything's better.
0: Everyone just be more understanding, more accepting, and more open-minded, and the world would be a better place.
1: Yes, that phrase, not my phrase. (laughs) And uh, thank you for having me on, Jess, and being, uh, being one of, if not the first guest on the Eco Free Core podcast. It's been a pleasure
0: oh thank you so much for coming and hopefully we'll see you again soon so there we have it the first episode of eco free Co podcast is complete and i hope you really enjoyed joining me and terry on that conversation learning all about how and why he became vegan and hopefully it helps you on your journey and I hope you will join us again on the next episode where I will speak speaking to Lucy of Hey Kidoko who makes amazing jesmonite homeware and runs amazingly sustainable business. Um, if you want to join us and subscribe by clicking the link on the podcast on Apple Music and Spotify, we will be very happy to see you there and also any feedback is also very welcome if you want to contact me on my instagram page which is at vegan.mcr. bit of a mouthful but we're here for it and i'm here for you guys if you need anything and i love to see you again soon thank you so much for joining us and goodbye
1: Eco, eco, free